who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to episode officially 104 of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas and with me is Eric Sanchez. That's a little weak, but it's okay. We like it. Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't want to blow I'm, the speaker out. Okay, that's under, that's understandable. I think I'm going to stop numbering the shows because they're all over the place between special episodes and watch-alongs and and all that stuff. So, but who knows? Maybe I will keep numbering them. I'm very decisive. <laughs> we'll see what happens next week. Next time. Yeah. This week's show, uh, we are going to be looking at the 1990 Survivor Series. So our intro. Fits for once. It says, are you ready for the Survivor yeah, Series? Yeah, no, there people we go. Will be, people will be ready. This <laughs> got a lot of love on Twitter when I posted that we were doing it, so I'm excited for everyone to listen to it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, if this happens to be your first time listening to us, we are at PPW Podcast. You can find us there for all show information, tweets, trades, mm-hmm. everything else. And Eric is positively underscore Eric on Twitter. You can follow him as well, but the official show page is PPW Podcast. And you can find our show wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Just search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. And if you like us, share it with a friend. And if you don't like us, don't tell anybody. And if you want to leave a review <laughs> just for Just iTunes, forget who we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to leave a review on iTunes, that would help a lot. It helps more people find the show. So mm-hmm. go ahead and do that for us. It would be appreciated. We have a t-shirt store, whatupmover.net. Don't really promote it too much because, you know, people got lots of t-shirts. I get it. But if you want to buy one, they're cool designs. What about buttons? Do they make buttons? We can make buttons. Are pins still in? Sure. I see people uh, buying pins and putting them on their hats and their backpacks and their jean jackets. Well, maybe we'll think of a fun limited edition enamel pin or something for people to get. Yeah, I mean, uh, wrestle, whatever, that, uh, that monthly loot crate, wrestle crate. Yeah. You get a pin. Well, maybe we'll, we'll look into that. We'll look into maybe a pin, maybe a Christmas edition or something. Right. It'd be fun. Uh, before we get into this week's show, I want to give a couple uh, shout-outs and congratulations and everything. Normally, we do the podcast shout-outs at the end. We're going to do the beginning here. Mm-hmm. I want you to listen and follow our friends over at the Our Vantage Point podcast, at OVP podcast, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Justin Summers over at Wrestling Cheers. Go ahead and follow them. They're a Northeast Ohio independent wrestling podcast. It's kind of fun. And one thing I like about his show is the audio quality rules. So that's super important to me. Uh, Go ahead and follow the friends at the Doing the Favor podcast, the wrestling figures and merch and everything else. Eric and Barry do a great job each and every week. Our friends over at the Ringside podcast, Daniel Spencer, famous Impact Wrestling referee, is the host over there. See him every week. Of the Ringside podcast. Uh, also, the Raw is Nitro podcast. Lee does a show uh, out of Australia, and him and I are planning on doing a collaboration show coming up soon, so make sure you're following the Raw is Nitro podcast. Finally, our friends Jeff and Scott over at Fully Posable. They have been doing shows forever, 
and they're the longest reigning wrestling figure podcast going today. And each week gets more fun than the next. <clears throat> Although lately, Scott's been super pissed at Target's pre-order system and <laughs> yeah. uh, Hasbro's Pretty and trash. I guess GI Joe's, and it, it's a mess. Do you have any experience with this? Like, am, am I like lost on this has this pre-order stuff? Um, a lot of times the pre-orders go up and it sells out, and then they, I think they oversell stuff, and then you get emails that it's canceled. That's that's the whole thing with COVID, is a lot of these stores are doing pre-orders now instead of you know just waiting till it comes into the store because they they're losing money. Yeah, you know, so they they get your money with the pre-order, but then they over oversell that stuff, and it just pisses a lot of people off. And and, and Target's notorious for just sending stuff messed up, so. Yeah, with the giant sticker on the barcode on there. It could be that, or I don't know how it comes in from out of the case, and then someone just mangles it and throws it in a box. Because <laughs> the box, like the actual delivered box, comes like perfect. It's like okay, cool. You open it up, and it, <laughs> someone stepped on it. There's got to be those, uh, you know, cranky people in the warehouses who are. Well, essential we used to work. And at, have to come to work. Hey, man, I'm just saying. I used to work at a service merchandise warehouse from time to time, and. <laughs> The, things were kicked. <laughs> Sixteen-year-old sure kid, you know, like, coming off the truck or getting on a truck somewhere. I remember uh, one time. Were you there? I don't think you were there, but we were doing a truck unload, and uh, it was around right right before the holidays. And you know mm. those popcorn tins, like the oh yeah, the three flavor popcorn tins, right? Uh, they whenever we got stuff off the truck, sometimes like if it was damaged, we would like mark damage, and if it was under a certain amount, they wouldn't ask for it back. They would just refund you the money. Right. So we opened up this big box, and it was like all the popcorn tins, and our boss grabbed it, punched it, so it was dented. He goes, "This one's damaged. <laughs> we just hate popcorn." Yeah, we used to do that on the sales floor too. We'd like dent it, like, "Oh, we can mark it off." Yeah. So we'd have popcorn up in the break room, popcorn in the warehouse, popcorn behind the- I wonder why you know, service merchants went out of business. What, what, what I mean, they, they still got their money back from that stuff. That's true. That's true. Good times. It was. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so it's apparently a mess. But either way, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Also, they just uh, revamped their website with some writings and stuff on there, so make sure to check those guys out. The other thing I want to do is send a special congratulations to our guest last week, Nate, a.k.a. Ring Skirts. Him and his wife welcomed a baby boy into the world. Jack Pac- Jack Pacific is his name. <laughs> is it? Not really. Not really. His name is Jack Brody Paro. Oh. So congratulations to Nate on baby Jack. And That would have been a pretty cool name just for like. Jack Pacific? You know, as a wrestling fan. Sure. Spell with two Ks, Jacks. No, you don't so, have to. <laughs> okay. I'm sure his wife would have nixed that. But congratulations, Nate. Super awesome. And thanks for coming on last week. And, uh. Everyone send Nate some love. Tweet ring skirts. Tell him congratulations. Congrats. Congrats. By the way, are you recording right now on your track? Because I just realized I'm not doing you as a backup. So if you don't, the show's a waste. Hopefully, no, you're recording I'm recording. Yours. Okay, I know you are, but sometimes we do the two separate tracks, and I, know. I always get nervous. I, I don't. I don't uh, mess around. I guess I don't expect you to re- record because it's not something I think of. Good. It's <laughs> the way to do it. So I got you. It's the way to do it. Uh, uh, before we get into the show now, any uh, wrestling-related news or stuff you're looking at buying or browsing or fun anecdotes you've had over the past couple of weeks? No. Good. <laughs> no. <laughs> I did get you the uh, Naomi Chase Funko. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping it's pristine condition. It is. Why? Are you going to flip it? No, I want to keep it, but... You know, sometimes, I mean, I know you're real particular about stuff. I just want to make sure you were when you were picking stuff up for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what's funny is, like, Target's got the Funko was, like, in the middle of the aisle. 
I like and like I, I don't I'm kind of I'm pretty much 100% out of the Funko deal. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't. There's just too much and I can't. I got to limit myself. I even sold a bunch and and whatever, but the Naomi Chase and the regular looks similar. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of glanced at the Chase sticker. I'm like, "Huh. I bet Eric wants baby." Well, I bet Eric wants this. So I grabbed it and like I had it in my hand and I ran in to get something small. I think I ran just to get milk or something. I mean, that's that's a target experience anyway. Well, I check toys every time you got to and the right. clearance and all yeah, that so. stuff. But I text first off I called you, you didn't answer. I'm like, all right, well I'm putting this back on the shelf. No. And then I called I texted Jeff at Fully Posable, who also collects Funkos and collects figures. He responded immediately and he said no thanks. You're lucky he didn't want to say it because he said no thanks. And then I texted you after you didn't answer your phone. You said, Oh yes, I need that. So I walked back all the way all to the back right, of the store and got man. it for you. I forgot so what day that was. Maybe it was like a Tuesday. No, what are you doing? It was. It might have and been it was on a weekend. It was also at night. No, it had to have been a weekend. All right, whatever it was. Regardless, but what, you, answer, you don't answer your phone on the weekends. What are you, <laughs> Mister Wall Street? No, what does that mean? <laughs> no, I might be watching a movie. Um, I don't know. We're just doing stuff on the weekends. Like you know, I'm not just sitting there waiting for my phone to ring. Well, but. <sighs> Listen, <laughs> listen. What, if, what I call what you if, answer, God damn it! What if I had an emergency and you were my emergency contact? Good I to got know. back to you within a reasonable time. I guess so. I guess so. This time, well, you saw Funko pop. I don't. You saw Funko like hell yeah! I'm like whoa! But then after you, after you told me that somebody in a Chicago group, I was looking at uh, through Facebook and it's on there, and people's like, oh yeah, Target's be getting all the Chase Naomi's. I'm like, well, I got one. <laughs> and then people was like, oh, I want one too, and I'm like, nope. Tough, tough, tough titties, as they say. say. The only thing I got, nothing really wrestling related. Um, I've been on a big movie kick lately, so I've been Mm -hmm. watching a bunch of movies and like I've been going on Macari and eBay and grabbing cheaper movies, like three, four, five dollar movies and stuff. Because Mm -hmm. like I say this all the time, like the other day I wanted to watch uh, Mission Impossible 3 because I don't know if I've ever seen it. For some reason, I don't think I had. And I'm looking, I'm like, all right, let's know where it's streaming nowhere. Okay, how much is it to rent? It's $4.99 to rent. I'm like, what the hell? So I go on eBay, it's three bucks to buy the Blu-ray. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm definitely buying the Blu-ray. <laughs> so I just bought it, you know? And there's yeah. like free shipping. And so it drives me nuts sometimes when it's more expensive to rent. Now, if I watch it once, it's already paid for itself. By the way, Mission Impossible 3, awesome movie. Go back and rewatch it. Definitely Better than one up. and two? Uh, two was terrible. I remember that. <clears throat> and one was pretty good. I don't know if one will hold up. And then I also yeah, watched the first one. Ghost Protocol, also very, very good. That's the one where he climbs the building with, like, the magic gloves. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended. Uh, and then also I've been getting into the 4K movie game because I bought a 4K player. And if you buy the right movie, it significantly improves your movie watching experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so highly recommend it, especially because they're a lot cheaper now. When 4K first came out, movies were like 30 35 bucks, which is ridiculous. Now they're like 10 12 et cetera, so... Well, even with just a 4K TV, my brother-in-law has one. And yeah. just regular antenna TV looks so like, it's like you're like you're just looking through a window. It's the HDR factor is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Pretty, it's cool, yeah. And, and it was, I was annoying when I was first watching it. I'm like, this is like messing with my eyes. <laughs> but then you get used to it and it's, it's amazing. Well, it depends. Like certain things, that's called like the soap opera effect, like where certain things look fake, but there's things to adjust where you can look real and... Mm-hmm. I'm like a bit of an audio video snob sometimes, and that's why I hope my TV upstairs, which is a plasma TV, lasts forever. Because to me, that's the truest like looking picture. Yeah. And they don't make them anymore, but 
What are you going to do? How often, how often do you have to replace that? Uh, was it a phosphorus tube? No, that's that's something different. That's the uh, that's a different type of thing. And my dad had that in the other t- his other TV. He okay. only had to replace it once. He's had a TV for he had a TV for years, and the bulb wasn't was even that expensive. Yeah. But this plasma one, I have, I'm going to keep it until it dies. You know, I've had it for a while now, and I'm just going to keep it going. It's a nice TV. So, uh, and then also the other yesterday, Penny and I took a drive, and there's a family video closing down, and a bunch of movies were like 75 cents, and they're all crap. But Which they're one? like kids. Um, it was in Downers. Oh, okay. Um, we, we were out there near the IKEA, and I went over there, and uh, there's a bunch of them closing around here, like Plainfield's closing. Oh wow. Uh, a couple of them are, but some of them are still staying. Like, there's two in Downers, and the one's staying open. The other one's closing. But uh, anyway, the movies are all kind of crap, but there are a lot of kids' movies, and Penny's like, get this. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> she's not used to me saying yes when she asks if she can get something. Yeah. She's like, oh, my God. So she got a bunch of kids' movies, which is great to have. And with kids, it's, it's not going to lie. It's, it's a two-hour babysitter sometimes with older yeah. kids to watch a movie. And then they had all the signs up, like, you know, dollar rentals, family favorites. And I go to the guy. I'm like, hey, we can do these signs. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, well, what are you going to do with them? He's like, nothing. I'm like, can I have some? He's like, yeah. So I just took a bunch of signs. I'm going to hang those up in our nice. little video store area. You. Recreating yeah. your uh, childhood downstairs. One step at a time. One step at a time. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's my big uh, news for the week, I guess. Yeah, I don't really have anything. I wish I that's did. Okay. That's okay. It's allowed. It's allowed not to have big news this week. Well, you know um, what? I, I do have some news for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> we watched uh, Little Shop of Horrors last weekend. With Rick and, Moranis? Yeah. So when I was a kid, I really liked the, the movie the first time I saw it. Yeah. Probably I would give it like a 6 out of 10 when I first saw it. And then the second time I watched it was maybe four years afterwards. And I'm like, I don't really like this movie. But then I watched it today. It's so good. And I didn't realize like the doo-wop girls, like two of them ended up being on Martin. Uh, like Tashina Arnold and Tisha okay. Campbell. Um, and I'm just so like... I don't know. I just loved it. Steve Martin, Bill Murray, like all these characters are in there. I'm like, I can't believe I didn't like this movie as much as I do now. So this anyways, is, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. No. So I liked it so much. I'm like, I got to see if there's some pops of this shit. So <laughs> I go online and you know, when you're just like really like just enamored with something you're like, man, I got to get something to like, yeah. kind of, you know, this is something I really like. So then I go on online and I found this chase, um, Audrey two, the plant and the chase figure, it's got little blood on it, so it's really not that much different from the regular one, but I want the Chase one because it's got the blood, and, you know, value-wise, it's probably going to be more expensive down the road. It's, you know, you kind of hope things like that. But anyways, it was $25, and I was telling Becca, and she's like, oh, that's too much for that. And then I look on this price guide website, and I'm like, it's going for 46 so 25 is a good deal, even if it comes, you know, not meant. You know, it's still something mm-hmm. I want, so 25 bucks. I got it yesterday, opened it up. It's It's pretty awesome. Like the detail on it is incredible. This is now a movie podcast. It is. So <laughs> we uh, <laughs> go ahead. No, I was going to just say something stupid. That's okay. We I recently did a free rewatches too. I rewatched Clueless. Uh huh. Um, definitely still holds up. Paul Rudd's still very good in it. So go watch Clueless. Uh, rewatch Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, I love that movie. Great movie, funny movie. There's a dick on my face, isn't there? Like <laughs> hilarious moment and big fan of those movies yeah so go back and rewatch them some of these old ones don't hold up like if you watch i don't know like uh, i'm trying to think of a terrible 90s movie that won't hold up american pies ages pretty poorly but for me it's still okay just because i have the did nostalgia you, did you ever see monster squad as a kid yes oh that's yeah, it's, terrible it's, now. it's terrible now but oh, god I couldn't yeah, even get I, through I, it i like it for 
nostalgia reasons. I guess, but like, there's nostalgia movies that are still good. Like, The Lost Boys <laughs> is still good. Yeah, I mean, that, Goonies is still pretty good. I never thought. Well, I saw Monster Squad on VHS, so I didn't know if it was like ever in the theaters. It just yeah. reminds me of like one of those movies that would come out to kind of piggyback mm-hmm. off the fame of something else. But yeah, I, I liked. Me and my sister liked it as a kid, and I remember we had like HBO or something like that, and we had like you know blank VHS tapes, and it would come on at like two o'clock, and we're waiting all day for it to come on at two so we could record it. Sure, and, you know write the little label and stick the label on the side of the tape. So, I mean, there's a lot of tapes like that too, that, you know, we still have around here. Yeah. That was me for most wrestling. Yeah. Anytime there was a right. Saturday night's main event or a primetime special. I was doing that. And, uh, if I was allowed to order this 1990 survivor series pay-per-view, they definitely would have recorded and watched it over and over again, but I did not, but you this, missed out this pay-per-view was one I probably rented from the video store countless times. Right. And that was the first time I saw this in 1990. I first I'd never I didn't I didn't see this live. I was semi watching live because right after Warrior won the title WrestleMania 6, right around then's when I started watching, but I Me still too. was trying to figure out when wrestling was on. Yeah. Um when was do you remember the first time you saw this? This pay-per-view, this 1990 Survivor Series? <sighs> For some reason, my memory says I ordered it and I watched it because I remember watching it at night. But, you know, something tells me that the the, nine, the 91 Royal Rumble was the first one I ordered. But I swear I ordered this one. Well, it was on, it was on Thanksgiving night. Would you have been able to order it on Thanksgiving night? Yeah. Would that have been allowed? We would have because we would have normally eaten at like three or four, maybe yeah. two in the afternoon. And then the rest of the day, we just kind of sat around, unbuttoned our pants and, you know, did what we did for the rest of the night. Take naps, watch TV or whatever. Yeah, I wish, like, wrestling specials, maybe AEW will do it at some time in the future, like a Thanksgiving pay-per-view. Yeah. Because I 100%, because I'm not doing anything at night, you know? Yeah. Some people are, I get it, you're doing parties or going, you know, doing whatever, but for me, it's nothing. And to have a wrestling pay-per-view to look forward to would have been huge. Yeah, so, maybe NXT will do one. Yeah, they're doing Halloween Havoc coming up. Yeah, but. and with our girl Shotzi as the host, I love it. <laughs> She's, a, she she's so awesome. <laughs> she fits right in with that for she sure. Does. So Survivor Series 1990 took place November 22nd, 1990, the Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And 16,000 people were there. But again, this is my first memory is renting this tape because it's it, it just sticks out like a sore thumb. It's a bright yellow box, but it's a big style box. Yeah. On the cover, you've got... The Hulkamaniacs team, Hogan, Bossman, Tugboat, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And below them is the Warriors, LOD, Ultimate Warrior, and Texas Tornado. I always thought before renting this tape, that meant Hogan's team was facing the Warriors team. <laughs> but that's what it looks like. It does, that is what it looks like. You're right. But it's not. Uh, let's let's run down. I'm going to run the back of the box here. I've got it in front of me. The First off, these team names. Mm-hmm. We gotta. Why aren't we bringing back team names, guys? Like, what are we doing? Like, I, I know why, because everyone would just shit on them on Twitter, but I, I want team names. <laughs> See, Hulkamaniacs and Natural Disasters, I mean, that just works, right? Yeah, the Warriors versus the perfect team. I would have kept, well, the Warriors the year before was the Ultimate Warriors. Okay. But this one, I mean, you've got the Road Warriors. I yeah. Mean, they're called, I don't think they're referred as the Road Warriors, they're Legion of Doom. So their yeah. past incarnations was Road Warriors. Past of Texas Tornado was the modern day warrior. And you got the Dingo Warrior, Ultimate Warrior. So I, this should have been the Ultimate Warriors. But it all fits because they're 
current and past warriors. And the perfect team in all the face paint. We've got Demolition, all three members of Demolition. Uh, and I, wish, then we got I wish perfect LOD. worse than face paint. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know if that would have fit him, though. <laughs> Texas Tornado didn't put face paint on, so. Yeah, that's him true. How, they worked out. <laughs> how, how awesome would it be if everybody had face paint in that match? <laughs> it would have been pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got the Alliance, which this, we'll talk about this match later, which was not a great match. Let's drop the VHS cassette here, um, which is Nikolai Volkov, the Bushwhackers, and Tito Santana versus the Mercenaries with Sergeant Slaughter, Boris Zukov, and the Orient Express. This is just a mishmash of people because yeah. on paper it should be U.S. versus Iraq, but everyone's from different countries. They are. This. The, only, the only American is Sergeant Slaughter. Right. And he's going against America. <laughs> And then we've got the dream team so, of the Heart so Foundation. We, so what do we got? We got Russian, a Mexican, and two New Zealanders, and two guys from Japan, the Orient Express. Yeah, but they're the uh, what are they called? The mercenaries. Yeah, I'm confused. Anyway, yeah, the, the Orient Express and the other Bolshevik guy, or whatever, yeah. Zukov. Yeah, the other whatever. Bolshevik guy. <laughs> I didn't like that match at all. No, we'll get. We, we're we're going to get. We're going <laughs> to get. Say that. <laughs> we're going to get there. All right. The dream team of the Hart Foundation, Dusty Rhodes, and Coco Beware mm-hmm. versus the Million Dollar Team, Million Dollar Man, Rhythm and Blues, and a mystery partner. And then we've got the Vipers versus the Visionaries. My two favorite team names: the Visionaries and the Vipers. Yeah. The Rockers, Jake the Snake, Jimmy Snuka versus the Warlord, Rick Martel, and Power and Glory. See, I understand the visionaries. Well, too, the uh, Power and Glory's got those rad glasses. So I like, like, like that. I call them the Back to the Future 2 glasses. They're freaking awesome. Yeah, but why Why not call... I mean, I'm sure everybody else thought of this. Why not call them the Pythons? Why, why because are they the Vipers? Got, He's got yeah, Damien, v, the Python. V. V. Vipers, visionaries. Oh, is that why? The v, it's, <laughs> It just sounds better. The oh, Vipers okay. versus the visionaries. The Pythons versus the visionaries. No. All right, let's 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 go Hogan's back. Hogan's like, look, here. brother, if you're gonna have the pythons, you gotta have the largest arms in the world, dude. <laughs> yeah, Hogan Hogan walks in. Oh, uh, excuse, oh, yo, yo, dude. I was thinking you're calling yourself the pythons, but I have the pythons. All right, Terry, we'll change it. Just get out of here. Okay, okay. All right, all right, bye, dude. And I get to pose, bye, right, dude? <laughs> yeah, he closes the door. All right, bye, dude. <laughs> He's Hogan is like ear and the glass pressed up against the door yeah. while they're coming up with names. Oh, uh-huh. I was just walking by. I heard the pythons. Like you're talking about me. So <laughs> is, is that my team? <laughs> is, is is that my team? Because he was or? on my team last year. You know, you know, I figured I could just captain both teams. You know, uh-huh, right. I figured that would be be smart. <laughs> Get out of here, Terry. And then the warlord comes in. Huh? Oh, warlord. His, his name is Terry as well. No, not you, Terry. Get out of here. <laughs> Rock one. <laughs> Then Terry Taylor goes up. <laughs> Is there any other Terrys you got? Terry Ruddles. Oh, okay. Dusty's a daughter-in-law uh-huh. shows up. <laughs> all right, let's go back in the time machine here. This this show's been a, all over the place. We're half an hour in. I haven't talked about the show yet. Right. We're 1990, November. Where are you in life? Where are you at? What are you doing November? Where do you think you are on November 22nd, 1990? Oh, God. What am I? Maybe 11 years old, 12 years old, 7th grade, 8th grade, probably 7th. Probably 6th or 7th, yeah. I don't know, kind of like a, a dorky wrestling guy that 
I don't know. Just got into wrestling recently because a couple guys. I mean, I've always kind of liked wrestling because I used to have those thumb figures when I was a kid and then got away from it. And it's kind of hard to meet people that actually like wrestling. So I think I found uh, one of my friends. His name was Eric, too. And then this other guy, Dan. So I had at least two people and I'm like, okay, cool. So now it's like they're talking about it. Not with each other, but they're talking to me about it. And then I'm like, oh, well, you know, now I got to watch. So I have something to talk with them about. So that's kind of where I was. Yeah, I'm in, I'm six years old here in 1990. I'm still living in the city. We hadn't moved to the suburbs yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to Catholic school and I didn't have any wrestling f- friends. Uh, this was kind of on my own thing I discovered. And my best friend didn't watch wrestling. We bonded over baseball. We both love baseball, okay, but not wrestling. And I remember... And when I first discovered wrestling, I would tell him, like, yo, wrestling, you should watch this show, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, that's the same time Saved by the Bell's on. <laughs> so, like, he, he chose Saved by the Bell yeah. over wrestling. And maybe maybe not the worst choice, but, you know, who who's what's still around? Saved by the Bell or wrestling? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Saved by the Bell. It was on TV the other day. I'm sure it was. Nice rerun. Uh, so that's where I'm at. And I this is unrelated, but... My daughter is five, and she goes to Catholic school too, like I did. <laughs> yeah. And it reminded me. So I we walk home every day because we live really close to the school, and it's been nice out. So we walk home, and it reminded me when I was a kid, I used to walk home too. But my mom would tell my sister, "You have to walk home with him. He's too young to walk by himself." Obviously, I'm five or six years old. Yeah. So I used to sprint home. I don't know why, <laughs> and my sister would get so mad, like, "Stop <laughs> running! I don't want to run." Now my daughter does it to me, <laughs> and like, and I'm like, like, why are we running home? Like, why? And like, I just had like a, a flashback of something I haven't thought about yeah. in 30 years. That's and how like, you know I, it's your daughter. And I told her I stopped. Like, do you know I used to do this? She goes, Why? I'm like, I have no idea. Why do you do it? She goes, I don't know. I'm like, Exactly. <laughs> we just we're just uh, like to run. Yeah, I was just running. Like to run to the safety of home. <laughs> Apparently, but Watch I remember. Wrestling. I remember my sister would be so pissed off at me for doing that. And I, next time I see her, I'm going to ask her about that if she remembers it. I'm sure she does because she was so mad about it. Yeah. So I'm going to ask her about it. All right. So let's get started here with the show. First off, we have the intros. These, This is something simple that needs to be brought back for teams. Like just the headshots and an announcer going over the team. We, we just went through the team names. But I don't know. I, this was something I, I wish they would bring back. Hey, guys, real quick. I decide to put this in. It's a Survivor Series! The epitome of tag team competition is the immortal Hulk Hogan and the Earthquake tap into respective teams of the Big Boss Man and Dino Bravo. Joining up with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Haku, Tugboat, the Barbarian, the Hulkamaniacs versus the Natural Disasters. Team Captains, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, join up with Coco Beware and a mystery partner, along with the Anvil, Rick Amber Valentine, Bret Hart, the Honky Talk Man, the Dream Team versus the Million Dollar Team. Team Captains Nikolai Volkov and Sergeant Slaughter, join up with Tito Santana, Laura Zukov, Bushwhacker Butch, Sato, Bushwhacker Luke and Tanaka, Nipsey Alliance versus the Mercenaries. Jake the Snake Roberts and the model Rick Martell, captain the respective teams of the Superfly, the Warlord, 
Marty Jannetty, the mighty Hercules, Shawn Michaels, Paul Roma, the Vipers versus the Visionaries. World Wrestling Federation Champion, the Ultimate Warrior, and Mr. Perfect, lead team members, Texas Tornado, Crash, along with Animal, Axe, Hawk, Smash, it's the Warriors versus the Perfect Team. It's the Survivor Series! Cool. Got a thought for me or no? Oh, no, I thought you were pausing for a second. To, I was know, pausing for you to talk. <laughs> I thought you were going to, you know, insert the, the audio of how awesome the intro no, was. No, I'm not going to do that. People people have watched the show. They can listen to it themselves. What? Yeah, they can. They need to be just, brought back ASAP. They'll bring it back when they when they hear the podcast and like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to watch that. Then you throw the audio of that in. They have to watch it. I don't care if people go to the network. I don't get any, any, any money from them watching the network. Well, I, mean, I don't you care. Could, you could watch it on Daily Motion like I did. <sighs> You have the network, though, don't you? I canceled it. You did? Why? Because I don't want to. I just watch what I want. Half the half the stuff that's interesting is like the free stuff, and then any old pay per views I can watch on Daily Motion. Oh, I forgot they have a free tier. I forgot about that. Yeah, okay. yeah. I could never cancel it. I watch too much wrestling constantly. Like I can do it. Yeah, and the uh, pay per views and all that stuff that's been on the past four months. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> so I just hey man, it. takeover was pretty awesome. You missed a great takeover. So. Yeah, I'll watch it on Daily Motion next. Maybe week. I'll gi- maybe I'll give you my password for three dollars a month. How's that? Sound? <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Not even worth three bucks. All right. So the show starts off, and I was a little taken aback. I don't know why I forgot about this, but the commentaries are Gorilla and Roddy Piper. I mm-hmm. for some reason always imagined it was Heenan. Did yours open with uh, Sean Mooney talking in front of the egg? Uh, I actually watched the DVD version set of this, so uh, I don't remember. I don't okay. think so. Because the, the, the one on Daily Motion is uh, the Coliseum video version. Okay, okay. Well, I wish I would have watched that then. Damn. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So what happened? Like, what was it? No, Sean Mooney was just in front. And you can tell it's like a green screen, but they mm-hmm. had they had record probably recorded it earlier, just the egg itself, and then people walking back and forth and stuff like that. But they put him in front of this, and he was talking about the rundowns of the teams and all that kind of stuff, and uh, exclusive Coliseum video, and you know, just hyping it up, and then going into the Vince McMahon uh, headshots and introducing the teams. Yeah, and then we've got the gorilla and Piper giving shout-outs to the troops, and Piper says that this is on the Armed Forces Network, and they're watching it for free, but he's going to charge Saddam Hussein <laughs> double. Right. He's going to pay through the nose, which is, I don't know what that means, but uh, did you know anybody, like any of your friends' dads or relatives or anybody that was involved in the Desert Storm no. conflict? Right? No. So. Our, one of the kids in my class in first grade, his dad was there. And I remember that because his dad was there for a little bit and came home and he brought with him like a gas mask. So the kid brought the gas mask to school oh, and, like was to like show and tell. I remember yeah. that. And we all get to like try it on and stuff. So I remember that. <laughs> there was also trading cards for those. Do you remember like Operation Desert Storm trading cards? No, I don't remember those. Yeah, man. They're worthless, but it's nuts. I did get some, I think they were like Saddam Hussein all the people that were imprisoned you yeah. know, from that war is like a trading cards. Not oh, trading God. cards. It was a uh, like a deck of cards. Yeah. Like playing cards is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Okay. And then we go backstage to our first interview of the perfect team versus the Warriors. And to me, like all these guys, like this is wrestling to me. Like yeah, over the top, right. face paint, craziness. Like I loved it. I, I loved it watching this. Yeah, it was, just, it was so good. 
And what uh, I wasn't expecting this to be the first match, so it was kind of cool for me, you know, to start this whole thing off with Warrior and Road Warriors and and Perfect. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool because when you kind of hear about what the teams were going to be, I was expecting um, like the Alliance, <laughs> the Mercenaries to go on first. Yeah, well, so this, this is a fun. hot match. You yeah. know, the crowd was, you know, the crowd was into it too. And this match wasn't like a technical masterpiece. And none of these matches on here. I would say, oh, it's a great match. But to me, this is a perfect show from top to bottom to put on if your friend who comes over and you guys want to have a couple beers or something and your friend hasn't watched wrestling since the Attitude Era, but he used to watch growing up. He'll be like, oh, man, I remember that guy. I remember that guy. It's It's perfect for that. It's one after the other. These old Survivor Series, and I'm not saying, you know, even 94, whatever, but 89, 90, 91, like to me, like those were what survivor series were and the characters and you know any of these or an old royal rumble you know i'll throw those on just to see like all the different characters that was in the in the fed yeah and they've tried to bring back the traditional survivor series stuff and it's not as fun anymore and that's not because it's not a cool concept it's because the novelty of getting to see superstars like top top guys wrestle each other it happens every week yeah we didn't see this before so that that's why but either way, it's still fun, and the only like little nitpick I'd have about this Warriors perfect team match is I wish the Warriors happened to have been the tag team champs, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the LOD, because then all the titles would have been on one team, which would have been kind of cool. Yeah, that would have been cool. But so then, mm-hmm. I remember Warrior being working like six mans with uh, the Road Warriors for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, like house shows and, and maybe on like superstars and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was like a perfect fit for all three of them to be together. Yeah. The uh, the, the other thing in those of this match is Axe is eliminated pretty quickly. Uh, this is when he was being phased out of demolition. Yeah. This is his to, last pay-per-view. Yeah. So it would make sense there. Uh, both this. What's weird <laughs> is for the like for a while, there's no eliminations. Then all of a uh-huh. sudden, LOD and Demolition both get DQ'd yeah. for like brawling too much. But did you notice Hawk kicked the referee like in the stomach? <laughs> yeah, and the ref did, he no sold it. <laughs> <laughs> if that happened today, he'd be down for 20 minutes taking a nap on the side of the ring. <laughs> Which makes me think like that wasn't planned because right. you know if it was planned, he would have sold him. He's just like, what the. DQ'd of all. At first yeah. I thought, oh, just Hawks DQ. No, no. They're all kicked out. It doesn't make any sense, but it 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 did to get the to get the match moving along. And now we get Perfect versus the Ultimate Warrior and Texas Tornado. And Perfect's just a bouncing machine here. Yeah. And so is Tornado. And Perfect hits a picturesque perfect plex on the Texas Tornado, yeah. locks the fingers for the one, two, three. So of I was course. super happy to see that. Yeah, me too. But Warrior kicked out of the perfect plex, which I was not happy about. I mean, he got to. You're the world champ. Well, you could do that if his fingers weren't locked. Gorilla always points out, are the fingers locked? Yeah, you're if right. They lo- if they but weren't locked. But here's the thing. Survivor Series, you don't, you don't always, well, it's not always a finishing move. I mean, <laughs> some guys have gone down with just a clothesline and they get pinned or an elbow drop. But, I mean, Warrior, you gotta, he's got to, uh, he's the champ. Can't pin He him. is the champ. He is the champ here. So we'll give him that. He gets the win. Uh, he hulks up too, Mister. He does, but he does not. We'll get to Hulk in a minute during his match. But Warrior kind of he celebrates, but it's not over the top. He knows he's got another match to come out for later. Yeah, well, maybe that's ultimate. why it was so early because maybe he's all gassed out by this time and needs <laughs> he needs the most rest. 
Let, let's talk about that really quick here. So we didn't mention it, but if you have never seen this show before, the the main main event is the ultimate survival match where winners from each team will combine to face each other. Yeah. And you tweeted something out. Was that like in WWF magazine, like a bracket type thing? What was that? It was just like a one page in the magazine of uh, a scorecard. Like you could be at home, you know, and you like checklist like who you want to be in the in the ultimate match. Like yeah. just, just fantasy booking in your own head. And I had a hard time with it because I'm even, I mean, I just saw it online. It's not like I had the magazine. But it's like I'm even looking at it, I'm like I like you know people from the the perfect team. I like pe- I like people from all the teams except for the Alliance and the Mercenaries. <laughs> Very but, coincidental that the heels and the baby faces end up on opposite teams, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of how I even in my head, you know, as a kid or even now, that's how I would book it. I, I there's no way I would book Hogan with Ted DiBiase. Like, just doesn't make sense. Hogan's yeah. a good guy, whatever. So. And I put it out there, and I'm trying to figure out what I would do with it. And then uh, I forgot one guy. He put it out really good. Like, he put out, uh, like, a good Ultimate Challenge match. I wish I had it up. But yeah, like, I yeah, think that looks good. I think that was – hold on. I know who you're talking about, and I want to I give him a shout-out because I know that was a very good call-out by him. So I'm going to pull up your Twitter right here. Luckily for you, you don't have that many t- – it was Tony, yeah. Tony Barker, uh, Tony Wing Dog. His was Warrior LOD – and Hogan versus mm. DiBiase, Undertaker, Slaughter, and Power and Glory. Keep the handicap advantage for the heels and have the faces overcome. Warrior is the sole survivor, putting his importance as the dominant world champion. Yeah, that's perfect. So, it is. So he was better <laughs> than, than what WWF did. Yeah. But yeah, this is very cool. Go to Eric's Twitter account. It's at positive underscore Eric for this Survivor Series scorecard. The idea of an Ultimate Survivor match as a kid sounds amazing. And oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you know, you get to see some fantasy matchups, but then, you know, looking more into it, there's teams that, you know, get eliminated. Obviously, they can't be in the ultimate match. So mm-hmm. I did uh, put a list together afterwards. I don't know if we're interested now or we want to talk about it later. We'll talk about it at the end. We'll talk okay. about it at the end. Okay. So our next match is the Dream Team versus the Million Dollar Team. And this is famous for one thing, and that's the debut of The Undertaker, who. I didn't know who he was Me in neither. 1990. No idea. He comes out with Brother Love. One thing I found interesting was Piper kind of makes a joke out of The Undertaker a little bit on his commentary. He's like, oh, he's got, he looks like he's got to go night-night with the bags under his, under his eyes and stuff yeah, like that, it, too. Yeah. That's but, weird. <laughs> it, but, but as the match goes on, they put over how great he is. And rewatching this in my head and, and how WWE replays it, you would think Undertaker just like plows through the entire Dream Team, but that's not how it goes at all. No, I wish it did though. Me too. <laughs> like it's just a regular match. Because he makes my ultimate team at the end, or my grand finale match of survival. Yeah, he he. One thing he does is he tombstones Coco Beware to hell. <laughs> that was a weird tombstone. Like he cradles his shoulder, but still spikes him down. And yeah, and everything it, he does is away from the camera. <laughs> I'm like, he's got Come a lot of He's got to work that camera, brother. Yeah, there's a but, lot of these doofuses back then that weren't playing. <laughs> that weren't, uh, you know, playing to the camera. And you see like butt shots and side shots. And you don't see the pins and, but you know they got to move this shit along. <laughs> it's a two hour show. That's a that's a t shirt. Play the camera, doofus. <laughs> and Undertaker giving a tombstone backwards. Yeah. That's a t shirt. We're gonna make it. Play to the camera, doofus. <laughs> Tombstoning Coco, we were to hell. Uh, eventually. 
uh, Undertaker gets himself counted out by beating the hell out of Dusty Rhodes, yeah. but he doesn't care about it. He doesn't care. I mean, it was smart to get him counted out, keep him strong, and and all that too, because you'd be a little awkward him being on a team later in yeah. the night, you know. So this one is is DiBiase's the sole survivor of this this match, right? But. Before that, Bret Hart and Ted DiBiase have like a banger little yeah, yeah. four-minute match. It's awesome. That was probably the favorite part of this one. My favorite part of this uh, whole pay-per-view. Me too, because people are like getting behind Bret. You know, Bret Hart's thinking to himself, oh, yeah, you know, the people are, they're, they like the Hitman. You know, they love the Hitman in 1990. I was ready. He so, was ready. He's he part was, of the tag he... team. He's not solo yet. You know, he's shining more. Not with, uh, what's his name gone? Jim Neidhart's was pinned. Yeah, after he, and Jim and I went back to get his his flesh colored rubber hat to put yeah. back on his head. The other I thing remember. I liked about Jim Neidhart, I never really noticed it until well, I guess this match, like his, like uh, what do you call it, like a power slam? Yeah, he jumps up and goes down with it. I'm like, man, it looks so good. Like I wish I'd just seen more of that. Yeah, that get back gets back to what I say sometime time. I wish wrestlers would go watch stuff and steal it. Like. Yeah. Nobody's seen this stuff in forever. Someone go steal it. Like, what are we like, doing like here? Like the snap, you know, the spinning like uh, Goldust does, or yeah, Goldust, uh, mm-hmm. Randy Orton does it, like that spinning, just like that snap power slam. Like, that yeah. looks good. But, you know, if you're a powerhouse like this, and even uh, Braun Strowman or Keith Lee, you know, they could just take this and then just do it slow. Like, pick the guy up and, like, you know, do your do your walk and then the jump up and then the power slam. It looks awesome. Yeah, and I could definitely see someone like Stroma going, whoa, and then boom, like get, <laughs> yeah. getting some height. Right. The ring would shake. Yeah, for sure, yeah, man. I loved it. People need to listen to our show to improve their wrestling skills. <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. All right, next we go backstage after Ted DiBiase is the sole survivor mm-hmm. to Jake the Snake's team, who's all in the shower with his snake and Gene Okerlund. It's Jake the Snake, the Rockers. we got to keep that and, snake wet. And Yeah, you do, and, and warm. And Jimmy Snuka... I didn't realize how long Jake and Rick's feud has been going on because now Jake's still got the messed up eye. Yeah. So it's been going on forever, and it culminates at, what, WrestleMania seven, which we're yeah. still months away from? Right. So it, the Vipers versus the Visionaries. This match I wish was better, and it seems like it should be better. I think the first problem they had with it is starting off with Marty Jannetty versus the Warlord yeah. as the start of the match. Like, what were you thinking there? I, I, I don't know. I did. I mean, any time Warlord wasn't against the Bulldog, I thought he looked like crap. I mean, how he, true is that? He's That's just, nuts, he's right? He's just too big and like stocky, and his selling is okay, but he always looks like he's drunk with his head going backwards, like oh. oh, oh. <laughs> but anybody else, just I didn't like it. Why H- him and perfect were perfect? I mean, him and uh, Bulldog were perfect. But why? Like that's weird, right? It like, is why weird. Is the Bulldog and him such good dance partners. I don't yeah. know. But, I mean, Marty Jannetty coming off the top in the middle ropes and, you know, slingshotting himself all over the place and, you know, trying to take the Warlord down. I mean, I, at this time in my life, I still thought Marty Jannetty was the better rocker. The other thing that was weird about this match was, one, Jake gets counted out, like another count out for back-to-back matches here. Also, when Hercules comes in, he's got his giant wedgie the whole match. <laughs> <laughs> Do you notice that? Yeah. I mean, I didn't <laughs> notice it, but I liked. I always liked Hercules. You liked his wedgie? I never liked his wedgie because I never noticed it, but I did like him, and I thought the teaming of him and Paul Roma was awesome, power and glory, and I don't know, I just, I don't know, I liked him. Hercules Hernandez. 
this is one that could have ended sooner rather than just them beating up on Shawn Michaels for seven minutes and then yeah. eventually pinning him. Like, nothing happened. Right. It wasn't like Brett DiBiase back and forth. So if there's one match to skip on this entire show, this might be it, no. surprisingly. No? Okay. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's It's got characters, for sure. It does. We've definitely got characters in it, so. Uh, next- just, watch, just watch it for Martel. <laughs> he's such a chicken shit heel in this one. It's amazing. And later at the end of the show, he's the ultimate chicken shit move, which is fantastic. <laughs> I love Martel too. So, so do I. He's, he's just be in the Hall of Fame when he's not for some reason. He will one of these days. Yes. And then we go backstage to the Hulkamaniacs and Hulk's got a haircut. And Heck it, yeah, he does. It makes me feel weird. <laughs> he's got that little uh, skinny bandana so you can see like most of his skull. Yeah. He must have known he looked like shit because later in the night he puts a full bandana on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're that cognizant of it, why don't you just put the full bandana on the first time? This team of the Hulkamaniacs is like, you've talked about this before. These are all like Hulk's friends, yeah. you know? Duggan, Tugboat, Bossman. Right. They're like his buddies. Yeah. Whereas last year, I, I didn't think Hulk was friends with Demolition and Jake the Snake. You know, uh, they're just teammates. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Like, I thought maybe him and Jake were more friends than him and Demolition, but... <laughs> you thought they, like, hung out at the bar? Well, Jake was always kind of a baby face in WWE or WWF, and Demolition wasn't. So I'm like, well, he's got more of a, more of a bond with Jake. Jake, when he's friends with Hulk before he lost his voice and smacks his lips when he talks, and like, yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> he just says, yeah. It's all Jake does now. I'm with Lance Archer now. <laughs> and you, Cody, need to understand something big. I'm taller than Lance Archer, but I'm his manager. Yeah. That's how I feel about him in AEW. That's like, okay. I'm sure Jake is great, like, behind the scenes and all that, but he can't, his promos anymore, I'm not a fan. And his haircut in AEW, where it looks like he put it in a blender. I don't know what that look is. No. <laughs> it's got, it's gotten better since Roberts. the first time he came out. He did it I, to I, the I, other side. <laughs> okay, good. I, I love Jake Roberts. It just yeah. It's annoying that he's looking like this. Like, he should just... The Hall of Fame, he looked fantastic, an amazing speech, and WrestleMania 30, but, you know, this time, not so much. You anyway. Cut him, cut him some slack. Okay, we'll He's cut him legend. some slack. He lost. His whole team lost. He let the visionaries beat them all. What the hell? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to this match. The natural disasters with Earthquake, when they come out, I loved when he comes out and Piper goes, oh, here comes baby Huey. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, which fits Earthquake a little bit. That fits Tugboat, too. No. Baby Tugboat. Huey? Tugboat. <laughs> beep, beep. Uh, the Tugboat versus Earthquake is like the matchup you think you'd want to see, but really mm-hmm. they just continuing the Hogan Earthquake feud from SummerSlam. Right. The Haku and Barbarian, the only thing they're in, I don't understand like who they're shooting with and why they're in there. Like It's a little goofy to me. Like This isn't like a proper feud it seems like it just seems like just hogan and his buddies versus earthquake right. and his buddies like it i don't know either way i was a fan i thought this match was fun yeah um well, i mean boss man i think was still going through the whole heenan family thing at the time so okay i mean him and barbarian i think they met up at uh, royal rumble 91 mm-hmm. haku was just part of the part of barbarian squad and bravo was part of uh earthquake squad with jimmy hart yeah, speaking of Jimmy Hart, do you see his jacket? I need it. <laughs> Survivor Series airbrushed? Give me that jacket. I mean, anything airbrushed by him. I, I liked his uh, Nasty Boy stuff. What was it WrestleMania oh, yeah, 7? Yeah, with the bike helmet or the motorcycle yeah. helmet? Yeah, that's the one I want. Okay. 
also, I don't know if you noticed this, Hogan's clearly super over with the crowd, but to me, they seem a little tired right now. Like, this maybe not have been the best part for Hogan to come out. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, Warrior, to me, got the much, granted he was the first match, but people were way more pumped for the Warrior. Well, he just got there. <laughs> they're expecting that, that that crappy match from the Alliance and the Mercenaries. And they're like, whoa, Warrior. Like, what is right. happening? Like, Let's amazing. go. Let's fucking party. <laughs> We're out of here after this one. <laughs> this is what we came to see. I mean, by the way, the dark match of this show was Shane Douglas beat Buddy Rose. Nothing's going to get the crowd pumped like that. Well, no, you bring them down to, <laughs> to, to build them back up. <laughs> I guess so. Um the other thing about this match I thought was fun. Boy, Buddy Rose. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that guy. Was the Hulk multiple slam attempts on the earthquake? I like mm-hmm. that. Uh, Hogan ends up being the sole survivor, which I didn't like. I I thought Tugboat should have been a survivor with him, or me at least Boss Man, right? Yeah, I would. I would have had Boss Man. Okay. Well, after Hogan gets the win, because eventually Earthquake gets counted out. Uh, another count out, which yeah, is ridiculous. Him and to Tugboat me. got counted he, out. Yeah, he, future tag champs, Earthquake and Tugboat. He ends up facing the Barbarian. Hogan beats him after he hulks up. And then he does a pose like the show's over. Like if I was there, <laughs> I'd have been like, is the show over? Right. He grabs someone's Hulk rules thing from the crowd, wipes his sweaty, bald head, and tosses it back oh, to geez. him. And, I told you and, I got banned for that, or I got uh, blocked from Hogan. Why? <laughs> We're talking about how he wiped his head with the American flag at WrestleMania 7 and he had bloody and sweat all over it. <laughs> he wiped his head with it and threw it on the ground. So he, he blocked me because he didn't like the fact that he's all about America <laughs> and wiped his bloody face. But what inspired you to tweet him that? I don't know. We were talking about WrestleMania 7. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, as a kid, I didn't even notice it. But then I'm watching, I'm like, man, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Hogan remember this and I tagged him and he blocked me right after that <laughs> Hulk, Hulk's out at his front you know his back porch this son of a bitch bringing this legs, whole shit up <laughs> legs crossed with a Miller light in his hand next to Nobs yeah <laughs> he scrolled to the phone he's like Yo, what what dude hey, hey Nobs dude brother did I do this Nobs and he's I don't know Hulk I don't know <laughs> let's watch Wrestlemania 7 and then Hulk's like he's He's getting blocked, brother. Eric Sanchez, probably not even American dude, blocked. Is nope. probably what he said to From you. From Mexican. <laughs> probably. Some Mexican. That makes me laugh that Hulk, you were blocked. <laughs> That's right. Every now and then I, I go to his page and it still says I'm blocked. I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that means he had to click on your profile. I know, and block me. <laughs> and block you because you said something truthful. Yeah, I'm going to bring another Twitter up and friend him. He's <laughs> going to follow him. <laughs> Tell him again. Tell him again. Like, hey, brother, remember this time? See, he blocked that account too. No, that's okay. I, I'm not that much of a troll. Making a bur- making burger accounts. Every hey, everybody burger tweet Hulk if you did. As long as, as long as you're okay with being blocked, tweet him. Hey, Hulk, remember WrestleMania Seven when you wiped your head with the flag and threw it on the ground? You your bloody, you sweaty block. head. Or everybody tweet Hogan, ask him to ask him to unblock Eric. Let's do that. Oh yeah, he's not going to do it. Uh, anyway, that's, that's more effort for him because he's not mad about it. Now, anyway, he was <laughs> then. Shows we're thinking the show's over, but it's not. This is probably basically intermission. 
uh, Machu King comes out for an interview mm-hmm. with Gene, which reminded me, like, oh, yeah, Machu King is not wrestling at this show. That seems kind of weird. And he's done but, nothing to be a contender for the title. <laughs> no, but eventually he just says he wants to be one. And yeah. he sends Sherry to go have sex with him later, which we find out doesn't work at Royal Rumble 91. But this all leads to the greatest match of all time, him versus Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania 7. So we'll allow it. But this interview is nothing even special. The only thing that's weird is he's wearing like candy striped outfit, which I don't think yeah. he ever wore again. No, that's okay. A little yeah. red and white, little Macho Man uh, vinyl sticker on the back. <laughs> vinyl sticker. Looks and good. then we have our next matchup, which is terrible. The Alliance versus the Mercenaries. Slaughter cuts like a three-minute promo in the aisle talking about how much America sucks and Saddam Hussein, etc. Yeah, and he's not even in the old uh, Iraqi you know, uniform. No. Yet, so... Yeah, I don't it's know. Nothing, it's nothing. It's nothing. And and it's it's a they do seven I counted it. They do seven eliminations in like eleven minutes and then That's the match good. is over. It's perfect. You know, <laughs> you know, so but the good news is is I the the best part of the, the match is the end where uh Adnod and Slaughter are beating up Tito with like the flag and the ref sees it and the and then uh Slaughter puts Tito in the Cobra clutch. Uh-huh. And the, everyone assumes oh tito submitted and slaughter's celebrating because he called for the bell he did but then they say and then finko does the perfect pause ladies and gentlemen sergeant slaughter has been disqualified <laughs> and the crowd goes nuts tito's happy the facial on slaughter is great he's yeah. just shocked face like what yeah so, so i was a big fan of that so at least there at least there's a positive for that just watch the end I would say. Other than that, you could skip the match. <laughs> even there's no even like fun characters in. I guess the no. pushbackers, but no real fun characters. You know, not really. All right. So Wait, was this uh, Tanaka and Sato? Were they the Orient Express yet, or is that just no? They're separated? the Orient Express. No, they're the Orient Express. Okay. Uh, and then we go backstage to interview with the heel team. Uh, one thing that I thought was very smart was the heel team. By the way, for the ultimate survival match is that what it's called or what's it called specifically do you remember it's called the grand finale match of survival okay that's what it is teddy biasi points out in his interview he's like now remember at wrestlemania 6 it was hulk hogan versus the ultimate warrior uh-huh. so think of that i'm like ooh, good point teddy mm-hmm. another thing i got was thinking watching this one ted sweating like a pig during this interview he's got to wear that well, hell yeah he's got that big ass suit on <laughs> terrible suit he just on. got done wrestling he's in the, hot, in the hot locker room under the lights yeah and uh rick martell looks like he just ran a blow dryer through his hair he's like i'm not combing my hair again nah. i i wonder if they all showered in between matches they just said screw it go out there all stinky and sweaty yeah, what do maybe. you think who knows these are, these are the weird things i think of <laughs> all right now so we, we, got, go. we got warlord roma paul roma Martel mm-hmm. and DiBiase and Hercules. Yeah. Two, three, four, five. Yeah. Okay. And then we go to the egg, which, again, I was barely watching at the time, so I don't remember this thing being on in the background on, like, Superstars and Challenge and stuff. But apparently it was, and it was a big mystery of what it was going to be. Yeah, I, I wondered what the hell was in it. Because <laughs> they, they, were, they were hyping it so much. And then, uh, what was it, Gene Oakland's at basically out there to see when it's going to hatch. He's like, maybe it's the Playmate of the Month. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe not. <laughs> and then it hatches, and when the Gobbledygooker appears, common, like, revisionist WWF history is everyone boos instantly. Everyone's just so. confused. Yeah, I, I didn't know what was going on, but, you know, being Survivor Series, it's a turkey. I'm like, okay. And there were other turkey references in the show. Um, 
I forgot who was saying turkey so many times. Maybe it was we'll, Savage. We'll allow turkey references. There's nothing wrong with turkey So he's references. calling everybody a turkey. <laughs> uh, Roddy Piper talks about uh, his uh, Undertaker's drumsticks. So there, there's a, a little Thanksgiving theme going on here. Yeah, and we're okay with that here at the yeah. PPW podcast. We like a good theme. Just and you got a turkey anybody. popping out of an egg. I'm like, oh, that's weird, but okay, cool. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with this. Yeah, and then what was the other thing? Uh, Gene Oakland says, "Huh, you got a pair of legs like my mother-in-law, pal." <laughs> I love Gene. He's a so good riffer. And they they go to the ring and they play this the turkey trot music and they're yeah. dancing and Gene does a bump in the ring and Piper keeps in the he, kids he, are he loving does, he it. Does a, that's not a bump. That was supposed to be like a cartwheel. <laughs> no, but he does. Tri- he trips on the rope. Oh, on okay. Purpose. Well, he does. He does mess up a cartwheel too. It was. I mean, everyone craps on this. Yeah. And granted, it was fun for what it was back then. Granted, it's stupid, right? Everyone right. knows it's stupid. Yeah. But Vince probably thought it was hilarious. <laughs> there's been much dumber stuff, right? Yeah. Over time, like uh, Hornswoggle. Under the Hornswoggle. ring, that's where he lives. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, Man, that's mankind fair. living in the boiler room. Yeah. Well, no, the board room's a little bit cooler than this. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. But again, not everybody hates it. Like, there's a one kid in the front row going, yeah, get down. Like, they, they get like a hot like, yeah. close-up of him. On, on a one to ten, how much, uh, what do you think of this? It's stupid. Ten, ten it's, that you it, love it. I don't love it. And it's not something like even I think, oh, it's so bad, it's good. I just think it's dumb. But I don't hate it. You know? Yeah, I don't hate it either. I remember watching I, it at the time. I thought it was like. I didn't know what was going on, but I didn't hate it. It was just, I don't know. It was geared towards kids because the majority of all these, all the fans were, you know, adult parents with their, you know, five-year-old, 10-year-old kids. I'll say this. When I rented the tape, I didn't fast forward these parts ever. Yeah. So it's not bad. And I don't see it. Well, I guess we don't see it now, but I'm saying like even the past 10, 15 years, I don't see a lot of kids you know, in the audience, it's, it's mostly adults with their guy friends or girlfriends. And, you know, every now and then you'll have a family there, but it's mostly like the house show is, is for kids, right? Like we've been to a couple yeah. of those, but yeah, definitely. You know, the pay-per-views and stuff. I, I don't see a lot of kids. Well, they're also late usually too. Yeah. You know, they go late, but and this, this is thing- Thanksgiving night <laughs> and this families took their, took their uh, families out to, to watch this stuff. I don't know how they haven't made like a Comic-Con exclusive gobbledygooker Mattel figure. I hope they do one of these days. I'll get they it. They need to. Everybody would get it. it would and I'll have like a dance a with my mean gene. Oh, yeah. For sure. It would sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Like arm hot in cakes. arm. Doing a little do-si-do. A little do-si-do. And I also love when the gobbledygooker is going to the ring, all these kids in the aisle like ripping his feathers, like grabbing <laughs> his costume. He's like, son of a bitch. Ah, <laughs> Can't even see in this thing. Yeah. Uh, and then we go backstage to the Hulkamaniacs team. Well, it's not the Hulkamaniacs team. It's Hogan, Warrior, and Tito Santana. Hulk Hogan calls Tito the Ariba Man, which I'm not sure if that's racist or not. It might be. You're talking talking about the interview? Yes. (laughs) What I loved about this is you got Hogan on the right, Warrior on the left, Mean Gene, is it Mean Gene, right, in the middle? No, it's Mooney. Mooney in the middle. And Tito's just trying to figure out how he can get his head in the goddamn shot. He's poking over Warrior's shoulder, Warrior moves. He's trying to get back over the other guy. Like, you hardly see Tito in this whole thing. feel bad for him. It's, I mean, 
it's fine, but it's just goofy because yeah. I feel like they wanted to put somebody in there to get eliminated or something. Well, it had, so to, like, be. Let, had to be let's, Tito. Let's get Tito, which, by the way, his book, his new book out, you know what it's called? What? Don't call, me, don't call me Chico, the Tito Tan Santana story. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> shot at Jesse Ventura. You know what? I, I heard um, it's an old interview with Steve Austin Ventura. And Ventura, you know, he's crazy as it is, but him just telling the stories about how him and Tito were friends and they worked together in other promotions and this and that. And he said, he's like, I talked to Tito and I told him, you know, what if I call you this? He's like, yeah, go ahead. So he's saying all yeah. the stuff, bad stuff he was saying about Tito. He already cleared it with him before then. And so up until like I heard this interview not so long ago, I just thought he was an asshole. But now I get it. You know, it's, it's all work. <laughs> Well, do you think Tito is friends with Bobby Heenan when he calls him the Flying Jalapeno? Yeah, he is. I'm sure they. I'm sure they all have drinks afterwards and laugh. Yeah. All right, so we got the this match here. So I'm still again. kayfabed into my forties. <laughs> the grab finale survival match. It the match. It just feels like a dark match, you know, like to send the crowd hold happy, which is basically yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. The warrior did redo his face paint, so good on him. Hogan couldn't even put a new shirt on. No, but he got a new Could, bandana. Yeah, because again, he felt like, oh, brother, I look like crap at this <laughs> this little thin one, especially with my haircut. Hogan and Warrior get the win. There's nothing to say about this match. Hogan and Warrior win. You know, and they pose together. And as a kid, seeing that, like the two biggest good guys in the world together celebrating, yeah. it felt right. You know, it felt right to me. And I think Warrior should have, uh, I don't know. I mean, you're the world champ, and he's still kind of like a lackey to Hogan. He is. So speaking of, this is kind of funny. So I've been listening to some of those uh, classic Stone Cold interviews on his mm-hmm. podcast because the feed's coming up. Yeah. And the one with Hogan is on. And my God, you guys have to listen to this because it is the biggest bunch of lies for like two hours straight. It's amazing. Like Hogan talks about the Warrior match at WrestleMania 6. Uh-huh. And he goes, you know, brother, my, originally what I wanted to do, I said, told him, I said, Vince, how about after I put the Warrior over, clean the middle, one, two, three. I'm coming back, like I'm going to give him the hug, and then bam, I hit him, and I become Triple H, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I thought of that in 1990, brother. I'm like, no, you didn't. Why would you lie? You might have said, maybe I want to turn heel, but you're such a liar. I just laughed, because he said he wanted to call himself Triple H, yeah. Hollywood Hulk Hogan in 1990. But well, why not? He was in movies. Maybe that did come to his. There's no way he thought of calling himself Triple H. <laughs> well, no, not Triple H. Hollywood, I, I could understand. Yeah, and then he talks about like, oh, me and Piper, like, I was gonna if I was able to beat him a few times, he could beat me one time. I could beat him two times. He'd beat me. I'm like, freaking Hogan. That's not where the money was, brother. <laughs> Either way, that's it. unrelated. Uh, but go back and listen to that podcast. If you want to listen to a bunch of whoppers for an hour, it's fantastic. <laughs> and listen to the Ventura one too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Those are all good. The old uh, Stone Cold podcasts. But yeah, show goes off the air. Do you think people that you know left? To go to this show after their Thanksgiving, were happy they went, happy they were entertained by the I, whole thing. I would have been happy. I mean, this is this is right when, I, like you say before, like this is our wheelhouse, like eighty nine to like ninety three, ninety four. You know, this is all like everything that I love about wrestling, and it just there's there's lot of stuff that happened afterwards, but this is like where it all started. So. I would have been happy to see all these guys, even the Bushwhackers and mm-hmm. <laughs> Tito Santana and, and I don't know, just everybody else I thought was fun. The Bushwhackers would have been the people that appeared at the local grocery store to promote the show, right? Yeah. Autographs right. for the show with 8x10s. 
Yeah, it's not just like like a gro- local grocery store, not like a, a name brand one. Like, go to like, I don't know. Like, out here we have Waltz. <laughs> like, that's where they would be. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can try to find the buy rate for this pay-per-view. I'm going to look up for the 1990 Survivor Series buy rate. But for, what letter grade would you give this show? Again, we're not talking match quarters, talking you sat down and watched it. What would you give it? Um, I mean, for everything that happened and all the characters and stuff, I'd give it like an A minus. Really? That's pretty yeah. high. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> That's understated. All right, let's go look here. So we got the buy rates. The 1990 Survivor Series did 400,000 buys up from the previous year's 385,000. So this is actually at the time the highest buy rate for Survivor Series See, up until. It was an A minus. Yeah, up until what beat it. Uh, 1998, obviously uh, yeah. 478,000. So that's not by a lot there. either. That's up there, man. This is a big buy rate for the Survivor Series. Yeah. So. No, I'm saying the one after that to beat it. You know, I would expect like I don't know more than that. No, that's the 98 Survivor Series is the highest buy rate ever for mm-hmm. uh, Survivor Series, which I'm not <laughs> surprised because the de- that was the deadly game tournament for to crown a new WWF champion. But yeah, I, this was a great show. It was fun. I, I'm going to give it an A, just a solid A. And do not expect five-star matches. You have to sit down just to be like, ah, let's just go drown in the nostalgia Yeah, watching And, do, and don't worry and, about the punches and the kicks that are, are missed by a million miles and, you know, the selling of, of some big guys. That it's just, it's just fun, cartoony WWF 90s wrestling. And find the hard camera, you doofus Undertaker. <laughs> it wasn't just Undertaker. There are a lot of people that were trying to go for pins, and the cam- yeah. they had to kind of switch cameras, or the cameraman had to run to the other side. But, yeah. I mean, that's just stuff you notice, like, after you've watched wrestling, like, a bazillion hours of it, and, mm-hmm. you know, you read reviews and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, learn the lingo, but, you know, just somebody just outside looking in, like, this is a great pay-per-view. Yeah, and I also encourage people, not only in this show, but other shows, like WWE is very good at showing moments and highlights, but they don't show the entire context. So if you are on like a top 10 list of like debuts or, or, or money in the bank cash-ins or anything, and you think one of them is cool, go back and watch the whole context of the whole show because you get a lot mm-hmm. more out of it, Yeah, I feel too. So I would re- I would recommend people go watch this show. I know a bunch of guys on Twitter did I know uh, Jeff did. I know Rad Chad did. I know Troy, a bunch of guys. Tony did. I'm sure Nate did. I'm sure everyone out there um, watched this show. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed our commentary on this show. And also Eric's Little Shop of Horrors commentary. (laughs) Oh, yeah. More recommendations for you guys for this show. So this was a fun look back and a fun recording with you, man. It was fun. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to tell you what my uh, dream team would have been at the end. But ultimate, let's hear it. Let's hear it. It's called the ultimate survival. Shebang bang. The uh, grand finale survival match. Yeah, there we go. So I would go ultimate warrior and Hawk just from, okay. from that uh, matchup. Uh, the next one I would have to have Ted DiBiase, Honky Tonk Man, and Undertaker because, I mean, one, Undertaker's just whooping everyone's ass. Sure. And you have Brother Love, Jimmy Hart, and Virgil outside. I mean, they could have done more just to, like, cheat and win and all that kind of stuff. So three guys from that team. Uh, Next, I'd go um, Martell from the Visionaries. So, so far I've got uh, Ted DiBiase, Honky Tonk Man, Undertaker, and Rick Martell. 
on one side Ultimate Warrior Hawk and from the Hulkamaniacs I'd go Hogan Boss Man so now it's four on the good guys and then with the last match I'd add Slaughter so you got one, two, three, four, five, four against five and just like the what was his name on Twitter? Tony Tony, Tony Wingdog72 you know, keep uh, have Warrior win it all. Keep him strong. He's the champ. That's that's what I would go. Okay. Well, well, I may as well do mine really quick here. So I will take Hulk Hogan from that one team. Mm-hmm. I will take Ultimate Warrior and Legion of Doom. Okay. Then I will take Slaughter and yeah, don't no, just Slaughter. And then I will take Undertaker, Ted DiBiase. Okay. And then I will take Rick Martel. So that's four on four or three on yeah. three on four. I think it's three on four. Okay. No, it's no, it's four on four, right? Because I've got Hogan, Legion of Doom, and Warrior, and Warrior. That's four. Yeah, it's four on four. All right. So that that's mine. We're gonna make it even. I guess we should probably make the heels give an advantage, but whatever. And the ultimate survivor will be Hogan because I want to see him pose again. Sorry, Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> just just get just hand him the belt, Warrior. <laughs> Here, pose with this. And we know you're a Warrior over a Hogan guy. We know that. Well, at this time, he's the champ. Been. But you were anyway. You never really liked Hogan. You're right. But I, I've but, grown to like Hogan a little bit more since since doing these you know rewatches and talking yeah. about it, and it's opened up my eyes to you know he's he's maybe not that bad of a guy, but <laughs> as far as his matches go, he does some <laughs> really heelish shit as a, as a baby though, face. Even though he blocked you on Twitter, that's okay. Still I, I don't I don't need to follow him on Twitter. He's still not a bad guy. No. All right, guys. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you for all the support, and thank you to everyone that's come on on our content series. Thanks for the watch-along stuff. Uh, it's been fun, and we're going to keep these shows going, and we're going to have a few more. And this was a very fall-themed show, and since it's getting a little chillier out, we figured we'd do a fall-themed show that wasn't Halloween Havoc. So we went with Survivor Series. Good show. Maybe uh, maybe next week we'll do Halloween Havoc 97 because it's got my favorite disaster match of all time, Hogan versus Piper in the Steel Cage. Okay. One of my favorite matches ever. Also has an amazing match with Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, that famous Halloween Havoc match they had. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll go back and watch that. That that sound good to you? Yeah, we'll watch that. All right, cool. Eric, anything else? Uh, No, that's it. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 